Last month, Cobain came out with its quarterly report that said inflation is beginning to loosen its grip on the farming sector. Joining us on the PNW Ag Network hotline to break down some of the numbers and take a peek at what the rest of the year may look like is Rob Fox, director of Cobain's Knowledge Exchange Division. And Rob, thank you so much for the time. Inflation was something we discussed a lot in 2022. Now that we have a month of this year under the belt, what impact is inflation having on the farming community? Well, you know, it's an interesting question, Glenn, because a lot of the things that caused the extreme inflation of 2022, you know, actually were related to the reasons that uh, grain uh, prices were so strong also. And uh, um, in fact, you can you can trace it back to pandemic effects that have kept livestock prices high over the past three years, really. So um, it's kind of ironic that over the past two years, 2021 and 22, farmers have had um, actually a record year in terms of profitability in 2022 and a near record uh, year in 2021. So it's been very good for for farmers over the past couple of years, despite, you know, the higher inflation across the board in terms of fuel, fertilizer, uh, feed, especially for livestock producers, labor costs, you know, you name it. But um, so I know your question was, well, how do, how do we look moving forward now? Um, and some of those uh, um, inflationary effects are starting to ease. Um, so one of the biggest line items for a, a row crop producer is fertilizer, primarily nitrogen fertilizer. And uh, that is produced, the, the main input cost of that is natural gas. So over the past 18 months through um uh, the geopolitical concerns and, and so forth you know natural gas prices have averaged about six dollars per million btu at the, the futures market and over the past month they've collapsed to below three and that's even even below pre-pandemic levels at the moment because the, the northern hemisphere has had a very warm warm winter and we just have in the U.S. right at the moment, we have too much natural gas. We, we're tapped out on export capacity. We can't ship it out, and we've also had a very mild, mild year. So we have plenty of gas, natural gas at the moment, which has already pushed fertilizer, nitrogen fertilizer prices have come down about 25% from their extremely high levels of uh, mid-2022. And I would expect fertilizer prices to keep trending downward, you know, at least for the next six months or so. So that's good news as far as the inflationary concerns go. I think, um, you know, but on the the downside, we don't, we're not, uh, fall 2023 crop prices and uh, to some extent livestock prices are not as strong as they have been over the past couple of years. So um, as those geopolitical concerns kind of simmer down and and assuming we don't have any major droughts in, in the world in the coming year, which is a big assumption, you know, we're looking at, 
crop prices to come down uh, quite a bit, meaning 2023 should be a fairly decent year, you know, profitable, but not at those near record levels that we've seen the past couple of years. What sort of impact, if any, did the increase of interest rates have on the farming community in general? Because the administration is telling us, hey, look, this is successful. It's pumping the brakes on inflation. What sort of impact are those rising interest rates having on the everyday everyday farmer? Well, you know, you raise a good point in that interest rates, you know, really skyrocketed at the farm level from, you know, something like, three, four percent, probably doubling up into the seven percent range for a you know operating line of credit, you know, this year. But it's just one of, of many costs that farmers have, you know. So um, it, it takes a bite, but there are a lot of things that take a bite. But you know, diesel prices are just just as impactful and as I mentioned, fertilizer is probably the biggest one, and that, that's much more impactful to the bottom line. So looking at interest rates, we would, we're near, near the top right, right now. The Fed is, may increase you know, another half a point or something of that nature. But uh, most economists are saying by the end or predicting by the end of 2023, those interest rates will be headed uh, downward again, and certainly we hope by 2024 uh, they'll be down uh, a few percent. And, you know, Glenn, if you look at history, if at the farm level interest rates, let's say, within within a six months to a year are back in that 5% at the farm level, you know, that's well, well, within historic norms and actually quite favorable you know if you go back 15 years and further interest rates were you know almost always quite a bit higher than that so it's the interest rate story is is interesting but it's just one of of many uh input costs that uh farmers have to deal with Rob, as grain producers and livestock producers across the Northwest look to really sink their teeth into 2023, so many balls in the air to juggle when it comes to, you know, dealing with inflation, making those uh, balance sheets, balance on the farm level. What are your words of encouragement or just your thoughts on the next 12 months? What can we expect? Those fertilizer prices are going to be easing. In general, energy prices are going to be easing. Uh, as I, I said, interest rates are near their peak, right? So that may be something to think about as you make investment choices uh, or, or determine, you know, maybe locking in interest rates or not. You know, I think we're not going to go much higher than we already are, Um you know, in a world, uh, the geopolitical world we're in today, it's the grain supplies are very precarious, and they've been shrinking in terms of usage levels. Um, so, you know, essentially the, the necessary inventory of grains and oil seeds for the globe have been shrinking continuously for about five years. So, we uh, were well supported on the downside in terms of pricing. I think the fall harvest prices are 
are probably too low for what the fundamentals would would suggest to me. So I think we're well supported on the downside, and there should be, uh, I would think, you know, fingers crossed, there's going to be plenty of, of, of opportunity in the next six months, you know, to take to lock in some some higher prices as we, we see the markets move upward. Um, you know, and one final thought is the global macroeconomic situation has has really seemed to improve and stabilize just over the past couple of weeks. And I think it has to do with uh, the China COVID situation doesn't appear to be headed toward a worst case scenario. You know, and in, in fact, economists are are kind of looking past COVID into a, a booming uh, Chinese economy in the second half of the year, and which means uh, more demand for commodities, for grains, for, for um, you know, meat and dairy products. So, you know, I think, uh, I think we've kind of, the mood for macro and for ag commodities has kind of hit the bottom, and we're going to be headed upward for the rest of the year. So, I'm pretty optimistic that it's going to be it's going to be a pretty good year. You know, especially with those fertilizer and energy prices having come off of last year's highs. Rob Fox with CoBank. Thanks so much for joining us right here on the PNW Ag Network.